Welcome to Sound and Vision, that trivia-based wonder of pop culture, with your host, Marty Boston. That's me, Marty Boston. And uh, as for Scary Children said, welcome to another show of Sound and Vision. This week, the theme is Nail Biters, that suspense, that edge-of-your-seat movies. This week, I have uh, a very special guest, actually. He he was on in season one, but he, uh, he had twins. Wonderful, wonderful, he had twins. Um, but now he's back. He's uh, he's allowed to come grace us with his existence. It's lovely to have him back, Mr. Will Gold. Say hi, Will. Thank you, Marty. Hi, and it's an absolute delight to be here, I've got to say. Lovely <laughs> to have you back. Um, Will is someone who is a... I feel like I'm fair in saying this, an avid movie lover. Yep, I could take that. That's a good good title, definitely. Someone who dabbles in film music as well. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, he's cre- even created a few pieces. He's very, Thank very you, my good man. man. Yeah, yeah, no, this is good. So, yeah, sound and vision is my bread and butter, shall we say. Exactly. So, you you know your stuff when it we comes... Could, we could talk about this all day, absolutely all yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And we, we do. And we do, um, yeah. Many, many a times me and Will will just discuss films because it's something we're both extremely passionate about. Speaking of that passion, the way that sound and vision works, if you are a new listener or you haven't listened to one or you just want to refresh, there are four films that we're going to be discussing today. I have two choices. Will has two choices. I will go first and I will give you three bits of trivia, three bits of information about one of the choices of my films. A little bit of music will play. That is your time to think about what film this may be. We will then come back, reveal what the film is, discuss it for a bit, then we'll move on to Will's. And we'll do that twice each. So me, Will, me, Will. That's the basic premise, really. Now, the reason why we chose the film Nail Biters is uh, it's it's you know it's Halloween time, essentially. So it's a good one to really get out there because you kind of think of the suspense. and You can go for the obvious you know, blood and gore, but actually quite a lot of horror films and just films in general could be played around this time due to that feeling that those films give you. The nail biters, the ones when you're on the edge of a seat and your heart's palpitating and you don't really know what's going on. It's a fantastic time for films and a lot of golden oldies can come out as well, which I feel like we're going to dabble into a few today as well. Um, Will, when it came to the idea of suspense films and nail biters, etc., did you find it difficult, or did you just have a flurry of films coming out? Yeah, here? I think probably the latter flurry because I, I, obviously I was here around this time last year. Mm. And we did um, a, a kind of a Halloween themed special, and we took touched on maybe the more cliched kind of slasher and scare stuff, which is equally fantastic. Yeah, the the, the, the right films are anyway. Um, but this opens it up a little bit more suspense now. Buying, we kind of we can explore some some different areas and some different films that um, could still be very, very spooky and unsettling, but wonderfully, but yeah. also full of suspense. And you, you know, you literally end up biting your nails because it's just the sense of dread. And it's a <laughs> that's it. You don't need to clip your nails around about this time of the year because uh, these films will do it They'll for you. They'll be done. <laughs> It'll be good. Right. Well, I will go on to my first choice. Although there is no musical score for this movie, composer Bernard Herrmann is credited as a sound consultant. Clue 2. When audiences left the UK premiere at the Odeon Leicester Square, London, they were greeted by the sound of screeching and flapping birds from loudspeakers hidden in the trees to scare them further. It's fantastic. That's a brilliant clue. I love that. 
Clue three. When the children are running down the street from a schoolhouse, extra footage was shot back on Universal stage shows to make the scene more terrifying. A few of the children were brought back and put in front of a process screen on a treadmill. Now, they ran in front of the screen on the treadmill with footage behind them whilst a combination of real and fake crows were attacking them. And in addition, on top of that, there were three rows of children and when the treadmill was brought up to speed... It ran very fast. On a couple of occasions, several of the children in the front fell and caused the children in the back to fall as well. It was very difficult to shoot the scene and took a few days to get it right. And then in addition, on top of all of that, whilst all of that was happening, the birds used were a mixture of hand puppets, mechanical, and a couple of live trained birds. Wow. Look at that. I mean, so much yeah. is going on in that in particular. So, obviously, yeah. children, are, you know, are difficult to to deal with in films because, obviously, they're children, you know, yeah, they're sporadic, the they want to run around. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, you've got that already. Then, <laughs> it's basically child labour on a treadmill just there as yeah. well. And then you've got birds thrown at them as well. And it's, it's a real extreme situation. Yeah, te- technically a, a tricky film to make yeah. um, and, and I learned a lot from those clues already even before we come to, re- to reveal it I'm thinking this is this is fascinating absolutely yeah. well we will give you those few moments to figure out what it is and then we'll be right back after this guess it well i would say did you guess it but you already know what the film is this is it and i think i'm a, I'd, I'd like to think i would have got it from the clues even i mean um don't claim to be an expert but the bernard herman thing straight away i think he's associated That's with a Hitchcock key films didn't know that he didn't do the music and i didn't know that he was involved to do the sound design which is absolutely um fascinating it really is um, yeah, uh, Leicester Square one, great clue. Genius, classic Hitchcock as well. Yeah, to do something he's a like that. Sly old devil in here. I mean, it's great showmanship when you're coming out in the West End. Well, yeah, and I mean and the screeching of the birds. When wow. when he um, when he did Psycho, he did a similar thing with the cinema as well. When he said that the security systems were in place so that no one would leave the oh, cinema yes. after it started, or vice versa, you couldn't enter. They had security ring, guards ring at the, the doors yeah, and all yeah. of that because he's. Hitchcock's idea of cinema was that you had to be involved. You, you know, you couldn't know about the surrounding world. No, it was all about that. He'd hate people going in there now with their phones, exactly, or fiddling around on social so media. It's, to leave yeah. the cinema, he just wanted that final push of "I've still got you immersed in a situation," yeah. and that's why he did it. And that was obviously for the film "The Birds." Brilliant film, random concept as well of mm. just you know birds. For for no reason explained as well. Yeah. It's never explained why they're doing it. Just complete outrage. And it starts off, you know, in their tens and twenties, and then it gets bigger. And it's different types of birds, and it's hundreds, and then it's thousands. And yeah. they essentially go on a killing spree, which it's is quite a bizarre concept. You think when he when he wrote the script, when he was maybe trying to 
you know pitch the film to distributors and to and to the world people being a bit skeptical because it doesn't it sounds bizarre on paper i know but knowing his previous films in the caliber of his track record you're all right well this is hitchcock we'll give it a go yeah boy boy what a film it's it's amazing the you know the, the actors are wonderful in it as well the yeah, yeah. The, the story how it progresses as well you get involved with the actors and actresses the characters and their story and they're in the same situation as you, which is nice. It's a film which you can immerse yourself in in particular because you are the same as the characters within the film. You don't know yeah. what's going on. They definitely don't know what's going on. They're trying to survive and get to the end, and so are you because you don't know where this story is going. Because it's such an unpredictable concept of killer birds, yeah, the yeah. story could go anywhere. Yeah, and it, and it really does. It takes a few turns, to say the least. You know... Like I said, it starts off very small and it's just a few birds and it just skyrockets. And yeah. like I said, a point of noises and they're going down chimneys as well and all of that jazz. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, almost almost um kind of steps steps into the world of horror a little bit, doesn't it? Mm. Away from the sus- his normal suspense. Um, In that time, it was known as one of the most terrifying films people had ever seen yeah. because it's something which you, you, you know, you don't even think about. It's a terrifying but there are birds everywhere and you wouldn't even bat an eyelid some people do have a bit of a phobia of because of birds. this film I can't remember, there's a word for it but like it's like av- aviation av avery fear and he's yeah, just yeah. Like, what the hell and i like that bit of the start where she's just in the you know in the avery or the bird shop mm-hmm. um and then he comes in this mysterious man doesn't he and he's like pulls a prank on her. you in yeah court and stuff and hey, you're thinking what is going on here and then it and then she goes out to find him in his uh, <laughs> quite, seaside. Quite extreme as well, her prank. She drives an hour just to pull a prank on this guy. Of a drive, yeah. And then massively backfires because then she's in the middle of this. That's, yeah, time to go. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an amazing... I don't want to give it a... I feel like The mm. Birds is one of those films where, although it's been out for such a long time, because we're talking 60s, yep. we're, we're talking Hitchcock here, I don't feel like the ending is known. And it's a brilliant ending, and I don't want to give it away either because no, it's for the, for the viewers that have not, yeah, our exactly, have not seen it. Yet. Psycho, for example, you know, you know what's going to happen. You know main parts of it. Whereas with the birds, I feel like although you and you know yeah. that birds are involved, seagulls, crows, all of that jazz, you don't actually know what happens at the ending because there's just a few iconic yeah. scenes. And why it's happening? Is it random? Is it absolutely? But you don't know what actually goes on, so I don't want to give too no, much away. But I would yeah. absolutely recommend watching the birds round about this oh god yeah this time of year i feel like would be a brilliant time to watch it as well really gets you going on on that hitchcock is just fantastic in this as well everything about this film is an enjoyable experience there's no moment when you question what's going on as well there's a few references to the birds whilst they're in there in particular there is a scene when a woman is um brutally damaged because of the birds and the way that she's holding a cloth with her hand and her jewellery, Hitchcock purposely told her to hold her hand in the way that she does because it signifies an image of a bird. Wonderful. Classic uh, Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah. Because he's all about those images. He's all yeah, about getting that idea into your head. Yeah. Oh, just a wonderful film. I would highly recommend it. As I said in the clue as well, it doesn't even have any music. It's one of those films. Because yeah. music, uh, you know, with Sound and Vision, if you do listen regularly, music is a big thing. Um, you know, we, we we talk about it quite a bit. However, this film is exception, isn't it? Almost, it is because you need the music. Music can quite often make a film or supplement, complement. It can increase in the tempo. You don't need you don't need it when that's a testament to the sound design because it 
the just the yeah the the levels and the distortion and the the crescendo of the bird the birds absolutely um, who who needs the strings and, and well the, that's the tension it. it's the, just oh. the noises of the flapping of the wings and oh. you know the the crows and and all of them you know just oh, going yeah. at you you don't need music because the suspense is there already yeah yeah, yeah. you feel, you feel yourself cowering on the sofa as the, it's getting louder and louder and the cacophony of birds and God. It's an absolutely wonderful film. If you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend The Birds. That is my first choice. What We're a start. What a yeah, start. Look what at a this. Start. We're going to move on to Will's first choice for Nail Biters. So, this is a favourite of mine. I think our audience will agree. Um, so, this film came out in 1982. But it was a critical and box office flop at the cinema. Um, it was partly due to the success of E.T. coming out at, at the same time. Um, but it was also hesitation across the industry and audiences um, weren't quite used to such dark, dark themes and horrific um, scenes. And since then, it's become a huge cult classic. Absolutely. It really has. So that's clue one. Clue two. This film features an electronic synthesizer score by Ennio Morricone, um, who is, of course, usually renowned for his orchestral scores, mm-hmm. um, his westerns, Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Um, but this this was le- electronic, and a little bit more depth to that clue, he was influenced or agreed with the director, who himself normally does electronic synthesizer scores for his own films. Mm-hmm. Uh, got NEO on board, um, and I suspect they came to some kind of gentleman's agreement, and that, and it works because it's it's dark and mysterious, um, synthy and scary. What a lovely way um, to describe it, a yeah. gentleman's agreement. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, and then third, final clue, this film features an iconic scene of suspense and paranoia where the group of characters undergo a blood test. <laughs> I absolutely love this film. I can't wait to speak about it. We're yep. going to give you a few seconds to think about what it is, and then we'll be right back after this. Did you guess it? Who knows? Will knows. Will, what is the film we are discussing? So we are, of course, talking about John Carpenter's The Thing. Give us a brief plot. So, yeah, um, set in the Antarctica, which is great, um, with the scenes of horror that play out against the white snow. Isolation already. Um, Yeah, yeah. Some Some kind of alien arrival infiltrating... Um, the camp group um, and as the film plays out people get infected um, and that leads to the to the third clue which I talked about which is probably my favourite scene 
um, where they're wondering who's been in, infected and they have to do a blood test and the paranoia and the tension and the suspense in the room. Um, and then, of course, the scene within that scene where uh, the guy's chest kind of opens up and uh, someone's putting their hand in to fiddle around and it again just yeah. clamps down like a Venus flytrap and just bites <laughs> yeah. his hand off. And I laugh and get scared and enjoy that scene every time. It's great. Yeah, pretty much. It then starts engulfing him more and more, That's as, it. if I remember rightly. Yeah. And what was brilliant about that is because the paranoia factor is there and that's why um you know it definitely is a nail biter but you don't know who the alien it's it's like the ultimate game of guess who yeah with your life on the line um you know this alien is able to replicate after consuming if i remember rightly after consuming that's right yeah, he consumes... Um, his victim and then... Yeah, and it's not just humans, it can be anyone. Uh, the way that they uh, yeah, meet the alien for the first time is a dog. And then he and then he kind of mimics his victims as the, the grotesque thing transforms and blobs and, and moves about. And um, you kind of see bits of the dog or one of the characters that's been yeah. eaten in their face in contortions. And incidentally, a huge influence on... Stranger Things three massively um, when you when you you see this Hugely. you think wow Kurt um, Russell leading man peak Kurt Russell as well he's prime wow damn good looking yeah. man just said uh, hard not to have a man crush on that oh I mean, absolutely wow. Kurt Russell with that beard as well the long the hair beard, like the yeah. Parker jacket he's got oh, everything yeah. going for him in that film yeah absolutely brilliant. Me and Will actually went to see the thing. When was it? Uh, start of this right. year, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? it was, and um, uh, it was a double back between this and Aliens. And, um, what a treat on, on the big it, screen it to New York Cinema. It was yeah. lovely. Aliens was first and um, the thing was afterwards. And everyone was really excited for Aliens. And I love Aliens. Wonderful film. But for me, the thing, I, I just love this film. I love how isolated they yeah. and the fact that they question everything. I feel like it's done really, really well um, with because it's definitely sci-fi. Uh, there's a yep. horror element yep. to it as well, but it is a suspense of who's who. Even at the end, you don't really Still know sure, no. who is who, and it's just it's a wonderful film for that. Um, the music's brilliant as well, like you said, the eighty synth and all yeah. that jazz works oh, yeah. perfectly. Everyone in that film is genius. Even the prosthetics, I really, really yeah. enjoy. I think it's a fantastic film. The uh, Did you ever see the sequel, or actually it was known as the prequel? It's Wow. Now, yeah, now someone lent this me, a friend of ours, on, on, on DVD the other day with a mm. bit of a recommendation for it because I was a bit sceptical and I've not seen it yet. But I'm looking forward to it because I'm hearing good things. The only slight drawback it with, they, well, they went for practical effects, which I love every time, but then they... they got a bit confused and did some cg overlays yeah the cg yeah. isn't all that it's uh, yeah. the only famous name is mary elizabeth weinstead um yeah. who is ramona from scott pilgrim versus the world that's the best uh, way to yeah. describe her yeah and it's essentially the story of where the dog comes from uh, because that's how it starts the dog yeah, the is dog just the running across chasing. the antarctic yeah yeah no one knows why the dog is there um other than there's people in the helicopter trying to kill this dog that's it that's all you know um, whereas this actually explains where the people from helicopter have come from, everything about it. Yeah. Fantastic. That'll be worth a little watch as well, definitely. Yeah. Wonderful. The thing, highly recommended to say the least? I think it's gotta be, yeah. It's, it's great great fun. Um and yeah, interesting that it was a bit of a flop at the time, critically as well. I mean, but um it, it has become a cult classic now. Um one of John Carpenter's 
one of most um, revered films, so mm. it's got got to be seen. Yeah, and Carpenter's known for a fair few of his films, but for me, this yeah. one sticks out. And it's in, I think if I if I remember rightly, this is the first one after Halloween, which was his breakthrough '79 low budget shoestring budget, and what Polar a film he made off you know um, no money at all, and that's yeah. a great use of tension and suspense possibly is his best film ever and then he comes out with a little bit more budget gets Ennio Morricone on board with the score gets some big actors in there and the the result is a one hell of a film yeah absolutely amazing and Carpenter's you know he's he went from strength to strength he did a few good films he kind of diminished near the back end of his career but yeah overall Carpenter's very very good and yeah the thing if you haven't seen it what a film got to be done definitely need to see it Okay, that is Will's first choice. We're going to move on now to my second choice. David Fincher said on the DVD commentary that he felt bad for the actor who had to wear the hot, heavy, gluttony prosthetics. So to compensate, he made him well endowed. (laughs) Clue two. The Mills apartment is built on a shake-able platform. The crew would trick visitors to the set with instant earthquakes. Ah, that's a good one. And clue three, Brad Pitt fell while filming the scene in which Mills chases John Doe in the rain. Pitt's arm went through a car windshield requiring surgery. The accident was worked into the script. However, the original script called for Detective Mills to be injured during the sequence anyway. Wow. Absolutely, that yeah. that works in your favour, isn't it? Well, he's already injured, so we, we we don't even need to stick a fake one on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Excellent trivia. Works perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll give you a few seconds, and we will be back. Said Mills a lot in those clues. David Fincher as well. Mm. Big, big hints. Also, the heavy gluttony male as well. It is from the wonderful film Seven. Um, I have a lot of love for this film. I feel like it's a fantastic film. It's off the back end of David Fincher's worst film, which is Aliens 3. Um, I'll stick with it. I mean, the, the, the story in itself of Aliens 3 is not terrible. The CGI ruins the film. Yeah, it was um, unfortunate. Yeah. It really was. And with Seven, it just... Oh, a return to form. Everything about it is wonderful. It's got that noir feel, absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. the constant downpour of rain, that gloomy feeling. The fact that, you know, only certain characters are a ray of sunshine. Um, Brad Pitt's character Mills and his wife, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, Tracy... They're the only sunshine you see throughout the entire film. 
because it's it's just that concept of it's constantly dreary. Morgan Freeman, who also stars as Somerset Mills's partner in this, even questions why did you get transferred here? No one gets transferred here. Everyone leaves here yeah. because it's a horrific place. It's about a veteran cop and a rookie. Rookie is Pitt. Veteran is Freeman. And Freeman is two, three weeks away from retirement to the point when Mills is moving into his office. Uh, they're scraping off Morgan Freeman's <laughs> name as well, and it's Mills's office. And they work together on uh, a case which comes up just before. And it's a man which um, is basically invoking the seven deadly sins onto victims. So that's lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, mm. wrath, envy, and pride. And he goes through it through extreme measures, to say the least. Going back to my first clue, um, gluttony. He, this won't give too much away, but he forces a man to eat constantly while strapped to a chair. Um, so he, he dies, essentially, mm. of being fed too much. He yeah. can't breathe. He you know he passes out and he suffocates. And they just get more and more inventive. Um, but particular, but, but even for me, I, I don't wince at a lot of stuff, but l- lust is a brutal one greed's pretty bad to say the least yeah. as well sloths okay pride pride's the only one which i feel like lets the entire film down and the reason why without giving too much away is that the death is seen and spoken about for about a minute and a half to two mm. minutes and it's because it's nearing the end of the film and fincher clearly thought well i need to wrap this up yeah now. yeah you can feel so that, yeah. it almost gets passed over um you know you don't really look into it that That's much whereas true. the others yeah. All the other deaths and murders, they looked at quite a bit, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's a fantastic film. It, it definitely has that, not buddy cop feeling, but that sense of... I'm, I'm trying to think of the word. Yeah, but well, I think there is, there is that buddy cop. I mean, it's 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 um it's almost a little bit like kind of a bit lethal weaponish, really, because you've got the... But without the humour. Yeah, well, you've got the retirement coming up. Um, and I love that. I love that relationship when... When he brings Morgan Freeman's character for dinner for the first time, back to his his you know his his, his pad to meet Gwyneth Paltrow and and that's that's lovely. So there is there is chemistry between the two of them, mm. um, and as they're trying to battle out and solve this this mystery, and the seven deaths become yeah more more gruesome and mysterious um, as the film pans out. Probably one of David Finch's best, I think. It's got to be. I would definitely yeah. agree with you. Um, it's it's amazing, and what's wonderful as well is that when you uh, meet the villain John Doe um, and I'm not going to give you the actor who plays him because you don't expect it at all their name's not on the opening credits which was a thing which Fincher purposely did and then the the guy who plays the villain he then is credited twice on the end credits as well because he missed out on the front and because None, none of the posters, none of the advertising, none of the marketing said the actor's name. It was never mentioned. So that's once. deliberate, then quite clever. One hundred percent deliberate yeah. because you're not meant to know who this person is, and then when it happens, you're it's just like, like "Whoa, <laughs> wow!" Yeah, and that was why they did it, and it's fantastically done, especially for the actor who mm. was the villain. To agree to something like he's that, losing out on publicity promotion massively, going under the radar. I mean, yeah. I didn't see this film when it came out because I was, well, I was too young for it. It's an 18. Same here, um, yeah. I was born in 88. This came out um, in mid-90s. So, yeah, 95, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely was not old enough to see this film. If I had, 
would have given me nightmares. Um, So I don't know about the red carpet for this film and the premieres, but I don't know if the villain actor was... Interesting, yeah. He might have been absent from it. Absolutely. Or or at least, you know, just saying I'm here to see the film and not actually mentioning that he's in it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, what a fantastic film this is. Brilliant. Everyone in this film is likable as well, with regards, you know, Morgan Freeman's character in particular. Very likable, yeah. Really lovely guy. You know, he's he's old school. He's done with this place. He's yeah. seen his world. world weary, which, fed up. Yeah. Absolutely. He, you know, he's seen the world which he once fell in love with and was there to protect and serve. And it's just a hellhole compared to what he's used to. I mean, you've got this young, inspiring cop who wants to do so well for his family and you know he he wants to impress everyone and when you have uh brad pitt's wife who just wants to be there for her husband is here only for her husband she didn't want to move here it's his career choice because of that what happens in the film is just so much more Mm. brutal powerful ending as well really such an intense ending they were going to do a sequel and I'm so glad they didn't yeah uh, Somerset so Morgan Freeman's character was going to be about after the incidents of Seven and his continuation in the police force Um, would have been interesting but I'm glad they didn't because it's a nice ending but what happens and where you leave the characters I feel like it Wraps it up nicely, to say the least. Yeah, definitely. In addition, um, Nine Inch Nails, um, their track Closer is the opening track, wasn't credited. Got famous in later years for a film called Magic Mike, which I'll never watch for the life of me, (laughs) but it's on the film Magic Mike. But um, the the main singer from Nine Inch Nails then went on to do the score for some of David Finch's other films. Girl of a Dragon Tattoo, Social Network as well, so he heavily got involved with that. But... um, Seven soundtrack is is brilliant in itself. Not only do you have the uh, classical stuff, but you also have some pop traps. Marvin Gaye's in it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of Marvin. And, and, the, and the score stuff's even a little bit... Um, yeah, it's got that kind of no- 90s prodigy dancey mm. underworld feel underneath yeah. the, the sinister synthy score stuff. Absolutely. Re- well, I was re- really surprised by that when we saw it at the cinema again last year because I'd forgot about that. Just, it's a wonderful it's film. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend it. It's definitely up there with some of my favourite films. Easily. Easily, easily. Great choice. Yeah, yeah. brilliant film. Um, definitely not for kids, but <laughs> give it a watch nonetheless. That is my second choice. We're going to move on now to Will's second and final choice of this segment. Thank you very much. So, this film features two heavyweight British actors, um, being Ian Holm and John Hurt. Um, might give the game away quite early for some, but it depends, depends how well you know your onions. Um, Ian Holm. And I should add that it's, it's an American, very much American Hollywood film. Mm-hmm. So, clue two. This film features a ship's cat called Jonesy. Now that, that may well that give the game it. away. <laughs> that gives it. Um, and if it doesn't, if you need a bit of help, we're, we're not talking about um, a normal ship here. This film features, you know, a spaceship's cat called Jonesy. So no nautical references here. No. Just space and blackness. <laughs> no compasses required no, where we're going. Def- definitely not, no. Um, and third, uh, this film was released in 1979. Wow. With the tagline... In space, no one can hear you scream, um, which features on the poster and is quite prominent. 
um, and you know gets the hairs hairs on the arm standing up just when you read it out because thrilling creepy suspense filled film 40 years old this film is groundbreaking yeah Star Wars era special effects after Star Wars of 77 so it's still similar, holds up similar brilliant model making still massively holds up through black space yeah definitely it does yeah brilliant fantastic we'll go on to this and then we'll be right back to reveal your second and final choice for the show so the film is of course Ridley Scott's Alien oh wonderful 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 film give us an extremely brief plot essentially so it's sometime in in the future drifting through space in a kind of a cargo cargo ship the crew stumble across a planet with some strange signalings going on investigate um find some alien being on there or at least they don't know at the least. time yeah um the uh, you know the eggs that have become so famous now um release the kind of face hugger type beings poor old john hurt is exploring um oh. these iconic domed astronaut suits on and they're looking and this is all obviously before cgi the practical effects these kind of huge organic structures and they're looking up and down and it's gorgeous f- great filmmaking and you're thinking what the hell are these things um and of course they're back on back on the ship and moving again and um poor old john hurt the uh, the famous scene with the uh, exploding chest oh. the art yeah. the art direct uh, the guy who did all the art for the aliens as well he's huge he's yeah. he's done lots of stuff alien reference and that and it's all about the skeleton type look so all the walls look like that and you can just see the outer edges as well it's all very bony yeah um you know not welcoming in the slightest and it and it gives you that feel of what the film is going to give you it's not here to give you a warm hug it's the polar opposite you know it's cold you are in space you are alone you are again isolated and it's that once again you don't know where the film's going how it's going to pan out Who's going to go? Who's not going to go? Um, you know, when are they going to die? Yeah. How are they going to die? There's so many good mm. moments when when they face, you know, the enemy in yeah. this film, the alien. Which you don't see until the second half of the film, and that's great filmmaking, a little bit like Jaws almost. You, but you, you don't, don't need to need see the to. creature. You just um, know of a creature, and you can hear the creature, and yeah. that's enough. You don't necessarily... And a lot of films... Because of CGI now, they they feel like they constantly have to show the bad guy. Yeah. When in actual fact, it's it's so much more Less terrifying. More isn't it? Because your imagination like comes into play then, so you don't know what's going to go on. So in your yeah. head, you're thinking of the worst possible entity that your imagination can give you, 
and it's not until you see the real thing then you're like oh okay that's what it is and you can come to grips with it to a certain extent whereas if you can't see it for the first half of aliens you don't know what's coming at you yeah it is it is petrifying and it and it builds and it builds and people start getting picked off um one by one slowly but surely um and it yeah the ending is fantastic i watched it last year again at the cinema and it was just brilliant ripley she thinks she's got away and then she can see something and again this goes so back well done. to what we've both referred to is the organic skeletal structure of it it kind of blends in to the pipe work and the black slimy you side would not of notice the it. ship until it starts to move and it's petrifying yeah. you would not notice petrifying. it and it's not like it's a small entity either the aliens are huge yeah it's got to be seven, absolutely seven eight five if not more oh, absolutely ginormous and it's just a way that you know it can just bend itself in certain ways which makes it almost stealth like it's very covert with what yeah, it's doing yeah, yeah. Um, and it's fantastic but then it also has the strength and the bravada to go at you guns blazing it has that perfect element of stealth but also the strength behind it as Killing well machine, yeah. absolutely hard to kill yeah definitely um alien is obviously spawned so many sequels as well so just to quickly go through it's a very successful franchise to say the least you've got alien aliens alien free which i spoke about previously with david fincher mm-hmm. alien resurrection um, you've then got the Alien vs Predator films, which yeah, there's two spin-off. of those. Yep. And then you've got um, uh, Prometheus, yeah, yeah, and Alien Covenant yep. as well. So, big old load really of films. Yeah. Um, you know, were they all required? No. Some of them are probably yeah, but surplus to requirement. Absolutely. Alien and Aliens. Wow. Oh, just stand out. You could stop it there. Definitely. And, I think Alien grew me as I got older because it is more. Um, it's more measured and it's more sparse with action, so there isn't much. There's only yeah. one gun on the ship, which is a flamethrower. And you, growing up in the eighties and the nineties, I just loved Aliens. And then I started to watch Alien a bit more. I was thinking this is this is arguably more of a horror and a suspense film. Um, and you really, yeah, wow, it is creepy. Alien and Aliens and Terminator One and Terminator Two: Judgment Day have a lot in common with that because the first one is very much about. Um, the suspense and the, yep. the worry and the concern Darker, that a, a stoppable yeah. entity is coming after you, you know, that this this thing is gonna is is gonna take your life essentially. You cannot stop it. Whereas the second one is much more about um war and um action and yep. explosions, almost like a Michael Bay film. Yep. You know, it's all about like the action scenes and the drama, whereas yep. the first one is much more about the suspense that this unstoppable force is yeah, coming yeah, after yeah, you. Yeah. Um, and I, I very much feel like that was set for that period of time as well. So, yeah, you know, between the 70s to the 90s, you could really do that. And it works well as well because you didn't have the CGI factor. So you didn't feel the need to throw it, you know, bombastically in your no, face. Yeah, it was more minimal, wasn't it? And, yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And it was, it was more about... So Alien, for example, is a guy in a suit. Which is great because you, you can tell he really is there as well so during the kill scenes or when you see flashes of him you know that that was a real material thing that the actors were looking at so mm. not a blue screen or a these are the filmmaking techniques um you could you could see it there and see the slime dripping off it and uh i think that that says a lot doesn't it it's got a lot of value when it's done well and it really was done well and like i said 40 years now and it holds up 
Absolutely. Yeah. 40 years, same period of time. So, like I said, that was made in 1979, which means that wow. 40 years prior to that was 1939. And look where cinema was then not, to where it went. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah. So, yeah. 1939 to 1979, that's the Jesus. amount of time we now have between Alien and today. That's a great way of looking at it, is it? That shows how well it's aged because it'd be yeah. hard to find something from 1939, kind of a hey. film noir, Second World War era. That would stand up that well in in the late seventies and go. This Absolutely, still looks, wow! You couldn't yeah. because you know everything which was done in Alien. If you went back to nineteen thirty nine, wouldn't even be a twinkle in someone's eye. No, they wouldn't have no, a clue how to, to do that. It, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be absolutely impossible. Computers weren't even invented in nineteen thirty nine, yeah, yeah. and obviously in Alien they've got the screens and everything which they're oh, yeah. doing. Yeah. Obviously, very old school, but nonetheless, you know, it's something which they have. Yeah, just space travel in general and all of that. It was very very difficult to imagine to that extent even the prosthetics they wouldn't have had the technology in order to create it to that extent so it really is amazing for the fact that it holds up 40 years later in a day and age of cgi and everything that we have now whereas compared to 1939 to 1979 very good i do like that analogy yeah that's good and a suitable choice i hope for a a spooky suspense field absolutely that (laughs) is a classic nail biter as you um, touched the ending of that film. I've watched this film so many times, and even then, when she when she goes back to the ship, and you don't know, and it's all the smoke and the noises yeah, and the alarms, yeah, and you, yeah. you're yeah, just everything going on. To see that film in surround sound, it mucks your senses up completely yeah. because you don't know what's going on, where it's going, how it's going to happen, how it's yeah. going to pan out. What a film! Even thinking about it gets me excited because it's a, it's it's a wonderful scene um, for for cinematography in particular. Oh yeah, of, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's and we both touched on it, and it's that bit where they land land on on the planet and they're exploring and the the huge structures and the mm. way the cinematography it's panned back and the height of the oh, it's gorgeous. Like, I don't like the word you use. It's almost like skeletal organic. Yeah, just. M- something whatever it is and they're looking up at it and it, what is this landscape that they're on it's petrifying isn't it and um then that ties in and you go all the way to the end and the alien is hiding and lurking camouflaged within the smoke and the slimy black pipes of the ship and until it moves your eyes don't see it yeah. but then as soon as it moves that's a great moment in cinema wow Fantastic, iconic as well. Yeah, and made Sigourney Weaver into the woman. Yeah, like she was a household name after yeah. that. Super, which superstar? Which you know, g- going back to that period of time as well. We're talking seventy nine. Um, so in that period of time, action and horror is very much a male orientated place. Point. Yeah. Whereas Sigourney Weaver with Alien and then Aliens in particular, strong female role. Very yeah. much so. She yeah. was she was like the heroine, but no brilliant. one could mess with. In, a bit ahead of its time in that in that absolutely sense, um, um, on the women's movement would would, would uh, love and nod and go one hundred percent aliens in particular not only did she survive because in the oh, first wow. one she's just a scared individual like both the male she and survives, females on yeah. that ship but she survives she deals with but the second one she kicks ass and she turns into a badass <laughs> she, yeah. she she's got a flamethrower yeah. you know she but gets, what's still nice is that combining with maternal qualities as well so it's not shine away absolutely you know, she saves newt the little girl yeah but then she's a strong and kind of 
it shows that you can be, you can have the maternal, you can have that maternal aspect, but at the same time, you can still kick a giant alien ass. Yeah, well, great, really, Um, really good, wonderful film. If you haven't, for whatever reason, seen Alien, please watch Aliens and then watch Aliens after it because it's a brilliant. Great way to, yeah. Brilliant double. What a double bill, um, yeah. You know, they, they're completely different in the senses that you get from, like I said, the first one is very much more suspense, horror, nail biters. Second one is action. But even then, there's a few moments. The second one's still got some nail biting suspense in it. Yeah. The second one's got everything in, isn't it? Gosh. I mean, it's really hard if you had if you had to pick between the two and if you were forced it's it's really hard but Aliens is thoroughly enjoyable it's just relentless it's non-stop you can't catch breath you can't make a quick cuppa it's bang we're in yeah whereas with Alien the the slow you don't know what's going on so you have a few moments whereas yeah Yeah. Aliens is just continuous (laughs) constant ongoing yeah it's insane That is this week's show of Sound and Vision. Wow. Nail biters. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you guessed a few as well. Um, I feel like they were some fairly good clues this week. I think so. Good. You could, yeah, you're catching that nice balance of kind of teasing, giving away some some, uh, some some information so the guys might guess it, but not too obvious. Absolutely. Which is nice. Next week, I'll be back with uh, Dan Wilson. We'll be returning it will be my birthday actually so we are going to do the year which i was born which was the year 88 so start thinking about those films oh, now great. yeah the, and what a fantastic year for film is i i started to look into the list of films which came wow. out in 88 oh my god what a brilliant year yeah, for film yeah absolutely amazing you've got all the great 80s 80s kind of cheesy fun stuff but then you've yeah. also got the action as well you've got some serious packs. ones in there as well <laughs> absolutely yeah. amazing um yeah it's it's brilliant so tune in next week with regards to that subscribe um whenever you have a new show waiting for you you'll be made aware of it. it's a wonderful system you can find us on all various platforms in which you can listen well, to remind podcasts. me mike it's been it's been a year since i've been on so where's the show now is it so moved on to spotify it, um yes yeah, so spotify anchor itunes google podcast pocket cast um there's, there's a okay. flurry of you can simply just go onto anchor look for sound and vision and you'll find us there and you can see all various subscriptions but yeah on all various podcasting applications you can now find us until next week i hope you have a lovely time will thank you very much for joining us we'll have you on very very soon again thank you so much always a pleasure to have you on no doubt everyone will be sleeping with the lights on tonight yeah (laughs) absolutely but until next week have a week